Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of Truth Tidbits, episode 166. As we continue reading through the scriptures this year, and I pray that you are reading the Word of God as well all through this year and letting the Lord reveal His Word to you. Today we are in the book of Romans again, in Romans chapter 1, and I'm going to read beginning in verse 15 through 17 again, and we will try to conclude this particular section today. We have looked at Paul's introduction to this. We've seen how he considers himself a pierced ear slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's separated. He's called to be an apostle, and he's separated to this gospel. And he has told us more about this gospel in capsule form. He has introduced how he loves them, how he wants to see them, how he has desired to come to them, and he wants to impart to them spiritual gifts and things that will be eternally valuable to them. And so now he comes on down. Let's pick up in verse 15 in the reading. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith, which is a quote from Habakkuk. So let's look at this section in more detail. We started talking about this yesterday, about this gospel. He says he's ready. He stands at the ready to preach the gospel anytime, anywhere, any place, anyone. He wants to reach the world with this gospel message. And he goes on in verse 16. He talks about how he is not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel, the word gospel just means good news. Paul's got good news to share with the world. And he wants to tell anybody and everybody about it. We have good news. We have this good news to share. And so Paul says, in this good news, it is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this good news that is the power of God to salvation or to bring salvation. This good news of Jesus Christ is that dunamis, that dynamite power, that force that contains all the force necessary to bring you into salvation. We looked at that yesterday. We saw how in the last episode, how it is similar to the mighty power and force of God that brought about the deliverance of the children of Israel from the bondage of Egypt, the mighty force and power that saved and rescued the children of Israel from Pharaoh and the bondage of Egypt. And it's that same kind of power. We saw the Passover instituted as a memorial that is still done today and how John identifies Jesus as the Passover lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 
I want to continue today by going into a few other places of Scripture to look at. In Romans chapter 5, I want to read verses 6 through 11. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So we have received life when we were once dead. God demonstrates his love that while we were still sinners, Jesus died to save us. Jesus died to rescue us. And not only did he rescue us from the bondage of sin, but he also brought us into a favorable standing with God. We have received the reconciliation. Then in Ephesians chapter 2, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, which now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God, those wonderful two words again, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Praise be to God. Not only are we saved by grace through faith, hallelujah, not only are we created in Christ Jesus for good works that he designed for us to work in, walk in them, 
but we also have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ, brought near to Jesus, drawn near to him, restored to favor, not only restored to favor, but drawn into a closeness and a sweet fellowship with him. Then in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin, meaning Jesus, to be or to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So God sent forth his son, and this good news of the gospel about Jesus is the power of God to bring us to salvation. And this salvation, this soteria that we talked about yesterday, is far more than just the spiritual element. It's far more than just the fact that he saved us from our sins. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. And friend, if you are still in your sins, you are dead in your trespasses and sins, but there is life available to you. There's that Passover lamb. All you have to do is apply the blood to, the, to you, the blood of Jesus. He died on the cross for your sins. You can call out to him right now. You can be saved right now. We are as if God is imploring through us, through to you. He is calling you and we on Christ's behalf say, be reconciled to God because he will save you from your sin, but he won't stop there. We've already seen he'll draw you near. He'll draw you near to sweet fellowship. You'll have a peace and a love and a joy you've never known before. He'll draw you in. He'll bring you to favor, to a right standing with God. He does a great exchange. This is the greatest exchange in all of history. The greatest exchange in all of history. It is great news. God has a salvation solution to the sin problem. God himself came down in the form of a man. And the Bible says became sin. In other words, he took it up. He bore it on our behalf. He was the innocent dying for the guilty. Isaiah 53 talks about how he bore our sins and our transgressions in his own body. Peter quotes that and reminds us of that also in his epistle. And he did that so that you and I could be the righteousness of God. Our sin was imputed to him so that God's righteousness could be imputed to us. How beautiful is that? 
That's the greatest exchange in all of history. And this good news does not stop there either. Because soteria, this salvation, also includes mental deliverance and freedom and saving and rescue mentally, emotionally. It includes mental and emotional healing and deliverance, salvation, rescue, deliverance from addiction. Oh, friend, there is freedom from addiction. There is deliverance from addiction. You can be free. Jesus is the solution to your addiction problem. Jesus can set you free. Jesus can bring you near to him. Jesus can bring you into a relationship with himself. If you will but call upon him, if you will but confess your sin and cry out to him, he can rescue you. He can bring you deliverance and salvation from addiction and bondage of any form. He brings reconciliation and restoration to favor. He can also bring reconciliation in relationships and give you well-being in all of life and blessings beyond what you could have ever even imagined. Oh, they may not be in material form. They'll be much deeper than that. There'll be other ways that he will bless you when you do what is right, when you know him, when you come to him and walk with him and follow him daily. And who all is this for? Who is it available to? Paul tells us right here. This good news is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. Anyone and everyone. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whenever, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that God is reaching out with this good message to everyone who believes. All who will put their hope and their faith in Jesus Christ, in his atoning work, all who will come to him and confess their sin and say, God, I am a sinner. I need you. I need you. You're the only one who can save me. I could never save myself. I can't earn my salvation. I can't do enough good works. I can't earn enough points with you. I can never do that. I am powerless to save myself. But I believe that what the Bible teaches me, I believe that what the word of the living God says about you, Jesus Christ, and the fact that you were holy, you were without sin, and yet you took my sin upon you, and you bore it for me, and you died for me, and you paid the penalty for my sin, and then you rose from the dead on the third day, and God approved your sacrifice and said, it is enough. It is enough. I accept the sacrifice on their behalf. And because of my faith in you now, you will impute righteousness to me and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I believe in you, Jesus. I call upon you to do that on my behalf. I ask you, Jesus, forgive me of my sins and come and be my Lord and my Savior. Oh, that's available to you. Any of you who will believe, any of you who will put your simple faith 
in the finished work of Jesus Christ and base your faith solely on his promise and not on any works or on anything else, but entirely on the promise of his word because we take God at his word and believe that he says what he means, he means what he says, and he does what he has promised. Hallelujah. And Paul says this is available to everyone who believes, to both Jew and Gentile, but to the Jew first, only because the the Jews were the chosen people of God. Jesus came to them. He wasn't excluding the world, but his, his plan included the whole of the world. If you go all the way back to the promise to Abraham originally, let's look at that in Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 12, I want to read verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you... All the families of the earth shall be blessed. In you, Abraham, in your seed, in the seed, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah, who will come from your line, from your loins, in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All, not just the Jewish people, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And you can read more about that in Galatians chapter 3. I commend that chapter to you to understand this more fully. But God gave the promise to Abraham, and it was about the seed that would come, Jesus the Messiah. And in him, the Jew first and the Greek, all would be saved. All would come to know him that would believe. Everyone who would believe of the Jewish people, and of the Gentile people. It doesn't matter. The the key is, have you believed? Have you accepted the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for your sins? Have you called upon him to be your Lord and your Savior? Have you taken the blood and applied it to the doorpost of your personal home, so to speak? Have you received the Passover lamb and the atonement that his blood provides for you, this is available to everyone who will believe. Everyone who will believe. And notice this, and I believe we're going to end right here for today. Notice this in Revelation chapter 5. I want to read verses 9 and 10. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, it says this, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. See, in the end, in the time when we will be in that throne room, 
honoring the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world for our sins, we will all decree that He has redeemed us to God through His blood out of every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation. This is available, this good news, this great gospel, this great salvation, this dynamite power and force that can save us from our sins and bless us in our lives is available to everyone who believes. I pray that that includes you, my friend. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.